As a medical professional, you're probably consumed by your work. Because of that, you likely miss out on big opportunities to protect and grow the wealth you work so hard for. Luckily, through passive real estate investing, you can place your capital in the hands of trusted syndicators who do all the legwork while you sit back and let your money work for you. Syndicators like Ascent Equity Group. Ascent Equity Group is led by three medical professionals turned full-time real estate investors who have secured a quarter of a billion dollars in assets in just three years. And their latest opportunity, Sunrise and Chandler, is open now. Sunrise and Chandler is an exciting 177-unit value-add multifamily opportunity in the affluent city of Chandler, Arizona. This Class B asset in a Class A location was secured at a significant discount and is already cash flowing out of the gate, with 89% of the units still in need of renovation. Sunrise and Chandler is close to meeting its capital raising goal and will be closing soon. So if you'd like to learn more, visit ascentequitygroup.com forward slash best deal to schedule a call. That's A-S-C-E-N-T equitygroup.com slash best deal. This opportunity is open to accredited investors only. There's a huge supply and demand issue there. There's not nearly enough supply for the amount of people that want to stay in Airbnb. So your returns are exponentially higher. Quick disclaimer, the views and opinions expressed in this podcast are provided for informational purposes only and should not be construed as an offer to buy or sell any securities or to make or consider any investment or course of action. For more information, go to bestevershow.com. I want to introduce to you Ash Patel. He's a full-time commercial real estate investor. He's going to be doing the interview today and a lot of them moving forward. I'm still going to be doing interviews, just not as many. And he is going to ask tough questions while still building rapport. That way it's not awkward. He's a good friend of mine. Join me in welcoming Ash Patel. Hello, best ever listeners. Welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Ash Patel and I'm with today's guest, Kirby Atwell. Kirby is joining us from Valparaiso, Indiana. Kirby recently left his role as a CFO for a national nonprofit to get back into real estate investing full-time with a focus on vacation rentals. He has done 80 flips since 2011 and has numerous long-term holds and invested in the syndication. Kirby currently owns 10 Airbnb listings and a 45-acre farm, which is an experiential short-term rental. Kirby, thank you for joining us, and how are you today? Ash, it is great to be here. I'm a huge fan of the show, so I'm honored to be on. Well, thanks for being with us. Before we get started, can you tell us a little bit more about your background and what you're focused on now? Yeah, absolutely. So originally born and raised in the Chicago suburbs and decided after high school that I wanted to join the military. And my dad said, well, if you're going to join the military, you might as well try to go to West Point and be an officer because they have it easy because he was enlisted. So I applied to West Point, got in through the back door through football, spent four years there, and then was commissioned as a military officer. And while I was in the military, I picked up Rich Dad, Poor Dad, which is the start of many people's real estate investing careers. And it just really resonated with me. So that book turned into doing a deal right away. I just read it and I was, there's a house across the street that's for sale. Went across the street and bought it. Didn't have any clue what I was doing, but I was in El Paso, Texas, which is a very affordable market at the time. So that got me started. And then I just started reading every book I possibly could and doing a lot of self-education around it. And I knew when I got out of the military, this is what I was going to do. So fast forward to 2011, when I got out, jumped into real estate investing full-time and not really having a W-2 now, 
to get conventional financing, I thought, well, flipping is the way to go. So started a flipping business and we flipped about 70 properties from 2011 to 2016. And at that point, I looked up and I kind of reviewed my finances and realized that we're making millions of dollars in gross revenue. And I have nothing more to show financially than when I started in 2011. Except a big tax bill. Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. So I was like, the whole reason I got into this was financial freedom. And mind you, we were being invited to speak on stages and people are saying, oh, you're so successful. How are you doing all these flips and making all this money? And we had an office and staff and all this stuff that looks like success. But from a actual asset standpoint, I was in the same position. So I realized I needed to switch my strategy from flipping to owning rentals. So I started buying and basically the Burr strategy, buying rental properties, single family houses. And I found out about this veteran program where they give vouchers to homeless veterans for them to get into houses. And it's very similar to Section 8. And being a veteran myself, I felt I had a rapport with the vets and could understand some of the issues that had sent them into homelessness. So I started doing that and scaled that initially. And it was great. It was a great program. It worked really well in the, the South suburbs of Chicago where it was affordable and the rent rates were high enough to make it work. And then we moved to Indiana and the rent got cut by a third of what it was in Illinois for the program. So it just didn't work anymore. And that's when we really shifted gears and discovered the cash flow that can come with vacation rentals. That's what, what year was that? So that was end of 2017. So Kirby, all these years that you were in real estate, you were working full-time? No, actually. So in 2011, I jumped in full-time to real estate and I did real estate full-time until 2017. So I was just running my own business. And then I was involved with the nonprofit prior to coming on staff there. And I was asked to come on initially as a COO and then eventually a CFO. It's a nonprofit that helps veterans start businesses. So eventually I did that for several years and eventually went back to doing real estate full-time now. All right. So you found short-term rentals in 2017, huh? Yes, exactly. And I've not looked back. (laughs) You know, on the surface, it looks easy, a lot of money, but there's a lot of challenges as well. Yep. Tell me the whole story. How'd you get into it? How'd you scale it? So I've been hearing about short-term rentals and it really intrigued me especially hearing the numbers. I was like, I'm always looking for markets or investment opportunities where there's some sort of disparity. There's not a perfect alignment of supply and demand. And I think that's where opportunities live. So we were moving across to Indiana anyway. We were buying a house on the lake. Of course, we're going to target a nasty house that needed a full rehab. So we're rehabbing it anyway. And we said, let's just turn the basement into a one-bedroom apartment and see what we can do. And we did it in the first three months, we paid three quarters of our mortgage. It was over the summer and we just rented it in the summer. The cash flow was crazy. So I said, let's scale this. So we started buying single family homes in the area then and scaling that. But because it's such a high cash flowing strategy, you really don't have to do as many deals because my goal is to do the least amount of deals possible and get the highest amount of cash flow. I don't want to manage 100 deals if I don't have to. So that's how I got into it. We'll get back to the show in just two minutes, but first, some sponsors I'm confident you'll find value in learning more about. As your portfolio grows, you need financial management services you can rely on to help you save money and continue making the right choices for your company's future. 
realestateaccounting.co's top-tier CFO team uses their deep industry and operating experience to guide real estate syndicators, investors, and family offices through every pivotal moment and crucial decision. Their fractional CFO services include budget-to-actual, cash flow and distributions, and reporting and valuation. Go to realestateaccounting.co forward slash CFO to find out why REA is one of the fastest growing real estate accounting companies around. The real estate experts provide timely analysis and consultations to help you make the most informed decisions possible. See and trust where your portfolio is headed with the customized financial reports based on the KPIs that matter to you and your business. Try it risk-free today at realestateaccounting.co forward slash CFO. If you're not sure where to start investing or need help taking the next step, mentorship and coaching is one of the best ways to get going. Think Multifamily is a leading apartment acquisition and education company who provides true one-on-one coaching to help you invest for your family's future. Their servant leadership approach will guide you to successfully scale your real estate business or assist you to diversify your investments in multifamily. Go to thinkmultifamily.com forward slash coaching to learn how they help working professionals just like you transform their future through partnering and community. In fact, the majority of real estate investors who partner with Think Multifamily get involved in a general partnership within six months. Thinkmultifamily.com forward slash coaching highlights the partnerships, joint ventures, and resources all available through the coaching program. Go to thinkmultifamily.com forward slash coaching to learn how to become a member and get involved. Are all of these properties in a lake community? They are. They're Michigan City, which is on the southern tip of Lake Michigan. And I get that question a lot about the right location for vacation rentals. And I don't think there's any Airbnb guru out there who would name Michigan City as the mecca of Airbnb activity. It's seasonal. It's a town of 30,000 people and it's extremely affordable. It's a working class area. There are million dollar houses along the beach, but there's $50,000 houses downtown too. So it's a Midwestern city. So I think, again, there's a lot of opportunity in there between the million dollar and $50,000 houses to get something. And there's a lot of draws between the beach and the outlet mall and the casino and wineries and stuff like that. So a lot of people come visit, but there's just not nearly enough Airbnbs or hotels for them. And then off-season, these houses are just shut down, winterized? No, no. They rent all year round. And that's what I was surprised at, too. I looked at the calendars of other Airbnbs, and I looked in the off-season, and people were booking in January and February, March. So every weekend is booked up, for sure. Most of them are long weekends in the off-season. And then we'll get some weekly rentals as well. But the way we look at it is, as long as we can at least break even in the winter, in the summer is when we just kill it. We make all our profit in the summer, but we usually do better than break even in the winter, actually. Can you share some of your numbers and then some of your challenges as well? Absolutely. So it's like a typical house that I'll target in Michigan City. It's gone up a little bit recently because all prices have gone up, but I'm looking for something under $100,000. So some of them I bought around the $50,000 to $75,000 mark, and they need full rehabs. I actually have one property under contract now that's 24000 and it is a disaster, but it's going to be a great short-term rental. So I'll put in anywhere from 50 to 150 into these properties and make them nice and then refinance out all my capital through the Burr strategy. And usually I can get all of it out with a 75% loan to value refinance. 
And then they rent for in the summer, I'm grossing usually around anywhere from 4,500 to 6,000 per property. And then in the winter, it's right around 1,500 to 2,000. So obviously you have to pay your cleaners out of that. You've got to pay the utilities. So there are more expenses than a typical rental. But when you're making cash flow like that, compared to that same property would rent for $1,100 if I was renting it long-term, the one that makes 6,000 in the summer. And is that 6,000 a week or for the summer? Per month. Per month, okay. Yeah, for the summer month. It starts to pick up in March, a little bit more in April, and then May through end of October, it's pretty much booked out. So you've got Michigan City cornered. Are you looking at other locations? I think a lot of investors go through this as they grow. But my mindset has evolved a lot to where I'm more concerned about lifestyle now. And I have two young kids, a one-year-old and a four-year-old. And we're looking at more kids and I want to spend as much time here as possible. So like I said, I want the biggest return for the least amount of properties, the least amount of headaches. Every property has a set of management tasks and you can automate a lot of it. So my intent is to stay. All my properties are within walking distance. I used to have 26 long-term rentals as well. I've sold them all off except for one. So I just have a smaller portfolio but it's enough to pay all my bills with all the passive income from these properties. And they're all right in the same area. So it's extremely easy for me to manage. And I really have no interest in expanding to a new market. We are, like you mentioned, growing to our own property here, because I think there's a ton of opportunity around this idea of building a glamping site or experiential short-term rental site. Good for you. Mission accomplished. You got your financial freedom. You mentioned earlier, you bought the nastiest house around. I think somebody should tell people before they get married, if you marry a real estate investor, you are going to buy a nasty house. Absolutely. Speaking of which, what did you tell your wife when you bought a 45 acre farm? And tell me the story behind that. (laughs) She wasn't interested in real estate at all when we got married, but she knew I was already an investor and everything. So she knew what she was kind of getting into, but she has really picked it up and run with it. So she's been the driver for a lot of this stuff. So I probably would have stayed in the lake house, but she said, let's move out to more area for the kids and stuff. And then I started thinking about what's the opportunity if we're doing this on a small scale with one rental in our basement, could we do it with 20 rentals on some land? So it started with 10 acres and a house that we rehabbed. Once we were done with the rehab, we bought the 35 acres next door And now we're refinancing the entire 45 acres with the house into a VA loan because there's a house on it. So you can finance the house and it just happens to come with 45 acres that you can build a whole bunch of tiny houses on. So are you renting that out now or is that your residence? It is our residence and we rent it out. We post it on Airbnb at kind of a make me move type price. Like if you want to come stay here, it's kind of in a super high price point. And we've had several bookings for our own personal house. So there's weekends we'll mark off where we're going to travel anyway, and we'll book our house here and people can stay on the farm. What do people do when they come to a 45 acre farm? They pet our chickens and they ride around on four wheelers. We just had a great family come. It was only a couple and their small child, and they just want to get out of the city. It's working professionals from Chicago, working long hours, and they see a farm with farm animals and we've got a great garden. You can pick your own vegetables outside and people want that now. I think more than ever, they want that. So it's going to be a lot more than that. Right now, we're just 
renting the house. We're in the process of building out the property, working with the county on getting a variance for the land to see what we can build on the land. And we restored a hundred year old barn as well. So we're going to be able to have weddings or events in the old barn as well. I love that experience. That makes me want to rent that out. So what's the challenge on getting tiny houses built? Zoning issues, approval from the county or the city? Yeah, basically there's a variance process and that's the challenge with doing this because every county is different. So based on whoever's elected and sits on the county board that approves these things is whether you get approved or not. So it's not like a black and white, check these boxes and you'll get approved. So there's different levels and we've been doing some exploring of our own, staying at other glamping sites. And really, I think the route that we may go, because a lot of counties don't want to see permanent structures built really close together, basically violating the planning rules that they've set out or getting around the planning rules, but they will approve a campsite. So if you're going to set up tents, the glamping canvas, big tents with king size beds and all the nice stuff that comes with glamping, you can do that just from May through the end of October and it's considered a campground. And then you can also set up campsites for people to bring their RVs or whatever, if you want to do that route. It's a little bit more difficult, I think, to get permanent structures approved, but we're working on that because that's ultimately what we'd like is to build cabins or tiny houses. And you can sometimes build them on trailers and then you have them certified as an RV. So even though you could cover up the trailer and make it look like a permanent structure, technically it's built on a trailer. So it's not a permanent structure. So we're ultimately wanting to get the highest density approved that they'll approve. And then also the most permanent structures that we can as well. So we could rent year round if they'll do that. So it'd be like a mobile home with a skirt around the bottom behind yeah, the trailer. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And glamping, is that glamorous camping? Is that what exactly. it stands for? Okay. Yes. We'll get back to the show with the first, some sponsors I'm confident you'll find value in learning more about. Do you manage your own rental properties? If you do, or if you're about to, I want to tell you about Rent Ready because I'm guessing they have some services that you wish you had. Rent Ready is a property management software that allows you to manage your business from your computer or phone. With RentReady, you're able to collect rent online and get paid, find the perfect tenant with the built-in screening and listing service, and get your leases signed with the click of a button. And tenants really love using RentReady's app too. They can pay rent using the card, ACH, cash. They can set up auto pay, get renter's insurance if you require it. And they can even build their credit score through RentReady's new credit reporting feature. And the best part? Rent Ready is unlimited. That's right. All this is flat priced. There's no tricks or hidden fees. Rent Ready is designed for investors who manage their own properties so that you don't have to worry about paying more for building your business. You can start managing and scaling your rental properties without scaling costs. And Rent Ready has given us an amazing deal to pass on to the best ever listeners. You can get Rent Ready's annual plan for only 54 bucks at rentready.com when you use our special code BESTEVER. That's R-E-N-T-R-E-D-I.com with the code B-E-S-T-E-V-E-R at rentready.com to get Rent Ready's annual plan for only 54 bucks. Did you know that credit checks miss 85% of the information landlords and property managers need to verify new tenants? That's a problem. The solution is Rentify. Rentify provides a platform that allows you to instantly access 
prospective tenant's financial information and compiles it all into a quick and easy to read report to help you select the highest quality tenants. You can access income, payroll, past rent payments, non-sufficient funds, and overdraft history all in one place. Rentify's reports instantly verify the full financial picture of the tenant, so there's no chance of being duped with false information. No one likes to be duped. And the best part is that you can have it all at your fingertips in as little as five minutes. Go check out Rentify at TrustRentify.com and stop wasting time and start fast-tracking the tenant screening process with confidence and ease. With Rentify, you'll no longer have to waste hours or even days collecting all the information you need to verify a tenant, which makes life easier for you and your applicants. Visit TrustRentify.com and use the promo code FAIRLESS for 25% off your first purchase. That's T-R-U-S-T-R-E-N-T-I-F-Y dot com and put in the promo code FAIRLESS. That's my last name, F-A-I-R-L-E-S-S, for 25% off your first purchase. I love how you just find opportunities in just every way, everything you do. It's great. (laughs) What other challenges are you looking at right now in your business? I'd say the biggest challenge is the county right now. We're just trying to navigate through that. I don't think that people should start with this strategy because it's been a lot more capital intensive than I initially thought between rehabbing the house, getting all the land. This house was vacant for 15 years before we bought it. So the land was all overgrown. The barn was about to fall down. It needed a lot. And we hadn't taken on a project like that before. So I would say start with very cookie cutter Airbnb individual properties if you want to get into vacation homes build up enough passive cash flow to where it supports you to where you can jump into more of an experiential project like this. What experiential places have you stayed at? There's a great one that we just stayed at, which I never would have paid this type of money to stay in a tent. We wrote it off as market research and justified it that way, but it's $350 a night plus tax. So it ended up being almost $400 a night to stay in a tent. And it's called the Fields of Michigan. And it is just an absolutely gorgeous glamping site. They have 19 big canvas tents with a king-size bed and a bathroom in the tent. It's on a blueberry farm. They have this big barn where they serve you this gourmet breakfast. They light your fire for you. They give you a champagne when you show up. Basically, you're in nature, but not having to deal with one issue that comes with being in nature. (laughs) They've taken it all out, basically. So you can just enjoy it while you're there. And it was just so relaxed. We got massages in the woods. It was amazing. We'd go back, we'd pay it again. So it was a great market research trip for us. That is wild. Kirby, what is your best real estate investing advice ever? I would say it's probably not common advice. And there's a lot of great advice out there that people give, but I would say always look for inconsistencies in the market or your biggest returns are going to come from areas of the market. And this is in investing or just in life in general, anything that's not commoditized. So I'm always shying away from, if everyone has the same information, you're buying properties off of Zillow, or you're doing anything that's turned into a commodity, you're probably going to struggle. Basically, it's whoever's going to pay the highest price or whoever's just going to hustle the hardest is going to win in that game. And that's not the game I want to play. I want to find markets or opportunities like Airbnb, where it's hard to know. You look at comps on Airbnb and there's 
some listed for 150, some listed for 300. You don't know how many nights it actually is going to book up. So not a lot of people are willing to do it because it's hard to run the numbers and hard to know, is this going to work out for me? So there's a huge supply and demand issue there. There's not nearly enough supply for the amount of people that want to stay in Airbnb. So your returns are exponentially higher. So if you can find new areas of investing like that, I think it's the same in relationships or in your day job or whatever, places where it's not commoditized. I think that's a great place to be as an investor. That is great advice. Kirby, are you ready for the lightning round? I hope so. All right, here we go. Kirby, what's the best ever book you recently read? Yeah, it's a newer book actually by Greg McCune. It's called Effortless. He wrote Essentialism, but his new book is Effortless and it's awesome. I read it twice actually. What was your biggest takeaway from that book? It's all about the difference between linear work and residual work, basically. Linear work is I do X today and I get paid for X today. Residual work is I do X today and it pays me day after day into the future. So now I try to think through that lens and everything I do, Airbnbs or just real estate investing in general is a great example of exponential or residual type of work. You set up a property once, it pays you forever. So I try to do that with everything I do. I'm trying to set up systems where it's not like I'm just doing a task that I get paid for once and the payoff is just so much better. So I highly recommend the book. Thanks for sharing that. What's the best ever way you like to give back? My company is called Green Vet Homes and I set it up in 2016 when I started doing rentals. And the intent behind it was either I was going to rent a house to a homeless veteran or I was going to donate 10% of the profit to a veteran related cause. So now that I've gotten away from doing the homes for homeless veterans, since it doesn't work over where I'm at now, I donate 10% in a lot of different ways. There's some that align this program called Vetcation, where you can give free vacation rentals to veterans and they vet the veteran as to their need. There's scholarships that I've contributed to. So veteran causes is something that I'm really big into. That is great. And Kirby, how can the best ever listeners reach out to you? If you go to livingoffrentals.com, that's my website where I talk about all the things that I'm doing. I've got a YouTube channel there, a podcast. So I think that's the best way. I'm also on Facebook. You can just look me up. There's not too many Kirby Atwells out there. Awesome. Kirby, thank you so much for sharing your entire story from West Point to flipping houses, taking care of vets with some of the great causes that you've done and giving us an insight into your short-term rental business, your vacation rentals. So thank you again for joining us. Best ever listeners. Thanks for joining us. Have a best ever day. Thanks, Ash.